0: welcome back to the limehouse podcast i hope you are well i hope you're doing well i really do i mean that yeah i mean obviously stress beyond stress at the moment in in my life good stress slash bad stress with moving but we're finally in the new gaff in the new house the new digs we've got it all guys got it all we've got an we've got an arga oh my god We have got fire wood burners. Oh man. And it's almost too much. The middle class sort of click clicking fitting in is almost too nauseating. But anyway, it's great. I can't wait for the new memories. I mean, I'm looking at Pearl running around the rooms and being so happy and joyful. I'm just hoping that the memories don't fade, you know, over the years taking as many videos and pictures of, as, as I can, but it's absolutely incredible. And Laura's been so strong and amazing and keeping us together. And, and I've, I feel like i would stepped up, like we're really looking out for everyone. And I, we've wrestled with our anxieties a lot. It's been really tough these past few days. It's been very, very tough. And I'm also, you know, I, I think it would be remiss of me not to, uh, you know, add my thoughts or condolences to the, you know, sad loss of Sarah Everard. I mean it's it's all it's horrific. It's horrific. Let's more or less leave it at that. It's so sad and the abuse the murderous abuse in this case of of a man of his freaky horrid horror in his mind or whatever the hell was going through his mind <laughs> To lead him to do something like that, and and obviously her her friends, her family. I mean, the trauma that they must be going through, and I, I, just, I just think, on the one hand, I I hope that something good comes out of this horror because the, the my heart breaks with shit like this. It really does because men have been getting away with this crap since time began. It's either this or it's coercive controlling or it's, you know, just domestic abuse on so many different levels. It's either that or men going out of their houses, going out way out of their, their way going complete and murdering for Christ's sake. It's beyond like, it's beyond my comprehension how this stuff happens. And there are many reasons as to why it happens. And we we have yet to know completely the full picture. But I don't want to rant on and on about it, but it just gets, it really affects me. Um, It's a degree, it's a strain of toxic masculinity, I suppose, in a way. But we have to understand it as men, how vulnerable women feel. You know, we don't get that. I mean, occasionally when you're coming back from the pub late at night on your own, you say goodbye to your mates on a you know, I don't know, freaking high street in Hull or a high street in Gloucestershire or something. You, yeah, there are pissed up guys and you're on your own. As a bloke, you do feel a bit intimidated but it's nothing like being a woman and facing that fear. Just walking down a goddamn street in the middle of the empty countryside, in an empty village in the countryside, you can still feel intimidated but you just don't quite know what could happen and 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 that vulnerability. we Men don't know what that is like we just fundamentally don't and i and um for what it's worth if i could have done i would have been at that vigil i really would have and it's heartbreaking and i think we just take a little moment to think about what women are up against especially on mother's day the power of women and also the neglect that they have faced over the millennia and we I think we do have to ask ourselves a bit you know what do we want what what how do we better these situations how do we learn from this how do we take something like the murder of innocent people such as George Floyd and Sarah Everett and try and build on it let's just think about that but anyway on this week's show, we have Mark Chadwick. He is he's a damn hero of mine. You know, it comes across in this interview, I do get a little... I mean, would you classify Mark Chadwick as a, a you know, a, an iconic rock star god? No, you wouldn't, and neither would he. But I somehow managed to cross into that... <laughs> world and i get a little bit starstruck i think it's because i've I've been i've I've known levelers for years and years and years of one of the first bands i ever saw and i adore them their music's fantastic you know from like hope street to just the one to um one way of life and of course a beautiful day some of the um, amazing amazing tracks and you know we get political we get um get into the story about the levelers and where they came from and their ethos, which is really interesting. It's a very different, but they're a very different band coming from a very different era—the era, the late eighties, nineties, where they headlined Glastonbury in the early nineties to like three hundred thousand people, which is the most any um, act has ever played in front of at Glasto. They were a part of a movement, people. They really were. They really were. That's that's unavoidable. Check your history. They really were. And we would get into that. And it's really cool because they was kind of like a subculture, a band that came up from beneath, beneath the waves and made some waves. Anyway, Neil, thank you for emailing me. You're sweetheart. Neil uh, is a, a, a listener of the show who lives in my mum's hometown of Merrow, Guildford. Oh, and um, he said some lovely things about the show and offered me support, which was really sweet. And Neil, you're you're an A star. You're a five star rated fan of the show now, so your your face and your name goes up on a on a uh, clipboard, as it were, on the Limehouse Podcast wall. And there you are, and you're next to Kevin Smith White. So that's two of you at the moment there. If you want to be on that board, email the show. Be on the Limehouse Podcast Wall of Fame for emailing the show. Join Neil and Kevin by emailing the show, the Limehouse Podcast at gmail.com. Thelimehousepodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, yes, it's been a bit of a long intro, primarily because paying our respects to Sarah and the sadness there and and also just talking to you a bit about the new house which i thought was very important very personal to me but enjoy the rest of the show it's a great chat and do hook up uh, with me on twitter don't hook up with me like that i'm a married man and it would only be digital anyway and you'd only be disappointed okay um at limehouse pod on twitter and we are of course on instagram is there anything else no there's not enjoy yourself happy mother's day love to all wonderful mothers out there your beautiful strong people and we as men love you and respect you even though we find it hard sometimes to properly articulate those words okay thank you if you're a woman listening to this show you are wonderful and strong and i thank you for your feminine power and i mean that You doing, you all right, William? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm right. Yeah, not too bad. You're bloody prompt, aren't you? Well, yeah,
1: busy, you know. <laughs> busy, busy man. Busy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm like basically a little bit. You wouldn't have got this, but no, I think I sent you an email saying or something saying looking forward to tonight, which I never really do. Um, not because I'm an asshole. Uh, because I look forward to everything, but mainly just because I had a couple of people just not show up to interviews recently at all okay. and uh, just become a little bit paranoid. And, um, yeah, you know, one of those things.
1: No, no, I don't mean uh, Yeah, I can understand that. But, yeah, but it's, what's, what's strange though, is in, ten, in days like this when there isn't much difference between days, I can understand people missing them. You know what I mean, Cause yeah. I think, oh, did I do that yesterday? What day of the week is it? You know, they don't know half the time. Why I know I don't. So I just set an alarm. It's
0: like okay, there's something happening. What is it? Remember. Yeah. yeah, exactly, mate. What What's that in the background? It's like a, like a a light, a massive oh, okay. beam of light. Yeah,
1: I'll get rid of that. I'll see it. No, no, it's
0: fine. I'm not recording it. I'm just more interested. Oh, okay, nice. Just a light. <laughs> yeah, just a light, mate. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Every day. Uh, you know, I'm like really interested about everything. Today, I took my little daughter to get her jabs. Um, she's only two months old, and mm. um, fuck me, out of the house! Mm. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah really, it's really, boring. really is Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think I, I think I told you a little while ago um, uh, for, on Twitter. By the way, we're recording and we're going. Just so you know, yeah, no, it's um, fine. and yeah. what have you. But um, I'd met I'd met you very very briefly at Gilfest, uh, backstage oh, yeah. at Guildfest. and um, <laughs> okay. and it was really funny for me because I think I was still like a bit like um, I don't know, I think I would have been about twenty twenty two or something, but I was like, oh my god, that's Mark from the Levelers, no way, cool, in Guildford, um, <laughs> in fucking Guildford, <laughs> Gilfest, whoa, yeah, yeah. you know. Whoa, um, and it was just so funny. It really stuck. It really stuck with me for for a little while. So there's, there's some, I think I was pretty hammered at the time as well. So it's very random for me to remember that. But mm. I think there's a reason behind that. Is because my dad used to take me to see all kinds of bands at, at Guildford Civic Hall, and you were one of the no, the first band I ever saw there. And right. um, yeah. I think uh, either that or a blues band. But either way, you were the, one of the cool bands. You know, you were like. Vaguely yeah. hip and fucking yeah. happening, and I was like, "Oh my, oh my god!" And my, my first time, I smelt weed and all that, and I was like, I felt really out of my depth at a Levelers concert. Really out of my depth as a little 15, 14 15 fourteen, yeah. fifteen-year-old boy. You yeah, know. I like that. it's a good feeling, though, isn't
1: it? I like
0: that. Yeah, it's amazing. Can you can you remember those sort of like on, those, yeah. sort of ven- those venues?
1: Yeah, yeah, those sort of things when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, going to gigs, big gigs, small gigs. Didn't matter, you know. Yeah. Gig, like, it was just a, a whole world, wasn't it? You know, big gigs that's I went right. to. In Germany, the big gig I went to was Queen. And I, I was a massive fan. I rushed to the front of the barrier, and it's all, you know, and it's when it's just like in a stadium, and it's all lit up anyway. So it's yeah. just, it looks weird. It doesn't look like a gig. It just looks like loads of gear and a drunk again. Look at that, it's too small. You can see the lights lit up as lights, you know, and then suddenly, when the actual drama happens and the, the house lights go out and then the stage lights go on, it's like fucking hell, And, mate, <laughs> and the smoke comes, I was like, out my mind. And same when I was a bit older, you know, when I was about sixteen, seventeen, going to small, you know, clubs in Brighton and watching the, like, the local hip band and being blown yeah. away by that. This is even more so because more intimidating, then, isn't it? Because they're just cool. I hope like, yeah. oh, one of them talks to me. We'll yeah, just walk that's past. Right. That'd be really cool if one of them just walked past me. Yeah. yeah one absolutely. of your girlfriends gets off with one of them, you know, like, Oh my god, what they love <laughs> <laughs> You know <that's> all.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that never happened to me. Being from the countryside um, and Surrey, and was like literally like locked away from girls to the age of about nineteen. Um, <laughs> don't, don't worry, it wasn't for some random medical reason uh, oh, no. <laughs> or a, a really You're weird sorry. experiment. <laughs> <laughs> they locked him away from girls until he was nineteen, <laughs> and look what's happened to him. <laughs> um, I think that's just called priesthood. Anyway. Um, dude it's so great that we're doing this for me it is anyway because i think i've as i've kind of you know i don't know what i've what do you call it i don't know you're one of my heroes and i I wouldn't expect you to understand that because um (laughs) because you know why would you why would you even know etc etc but but your music spoke to me from such an early age and i i think it's because of its message i can't be i can't be you know I want to be honest here I wouldn't say like I heard like you know um, One Way or whatever um, or like ooh I know who the levelers were that kind of thing you know where your like political like direction was coming from but um, you were definitely there in a really important part of the 90s um, both like you know musically and politically and I know it's a big question but where do you I mean because you guys have been going for yonks now yeah. Do you think that political message that you carried from back in the day to little fourteen, fifteen-year-old kids like me to, mm. to to now? Do you think it's still intact? Do you think you still managed to keep that kind of message? Our side of the street is clean.
1: <laughs> yeah, clean. yeah, it really is. You know, I think we've been really our integrity really in, 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 intact and stayed that way throughout. You know, the world around us has changed so many times around and about. You know, this, that, and the other. To, to, to never more horrifying point than it is at now. I think it's pretty disgusting right now. But mm. you know, we are who we are and, you know, the influence we have is minimal, obviously. But, you know, at times it's not. And, you know, the world, the world is the world. What are you going to do? But, right. you know, as far as w- what all the things we've ever spoken about, and it's, it's about the music, it's about being entertainers, you know, that's what we are. We, we, we yeah. <laughs> have been this for a while. <laughs> but, right, but yeah. you know, but the essential, you know, the essential element of that is the level, is this level of sound, the level of vibe, the level of politics, the level of way of doing things yeah. hasn't changed, and, and, and it has remained really strong with us, and you know, consequently, we, we are able to survive in this period as well, really, yeah. about just about by doing things that are a bit more innovative than just panicking.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's all we've got right now. I mean, like, I do want to touch on, on your, 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 new, your new material. I've really, I mean, Last Man Alive, just before I forget, because I know what I'm like. Oh, I'll have a bunch of questions
1: well,
0: You That's and, new. I don't know when you're getting that. quite new. Two,
1: what, 2021, isn't it? No, no. No, no it, might, that, that says...
0: it might be a re-release, but it's not new. No, oh, okay, because on Spotify it says it's 2021.
1: No. I was like, I what? Well, I okay. Yeah, I saw that earlier and I was thinking that's a bit weird. No, because the new album's called Peace. And that's, uh, which is good. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's what we've got. But um, yeah, the album's called Peace and that came out in so, August. So when did Truth and Lies come out then? <laughs> oh, it came out in 2006 or something,
0: 2007. <laughs> Spotify's got its latest release 2021. Oh, yeah. That's a bit
1: They're weird. They bastards, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> But I tell you, I'm money. glad though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you get like five five p for the whole album on Spotify? No, no. So that,
1: yeah, that's that's quite an old record. That one, it's good. Over, over ten years, I'd say, if not about.
0: Yeah. God, that's mental. Because like Last Man Alive, I I absolutely I'm loving it so much.
1: I, do, try, I just dug track. into it. It's a really, it really great. Track. It's, it's really angry. And <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's a bit the drums are really programmed on it we, when we made it it was a strange time for us we kind of did it individually with yeah the, with the drum programs and, and we always intended to, to actually have the drums played but never for some reason they never got played and we kind of went with it in a storm of
0: like abuse, <laughs> yeah, but Je- Jeff Lynne style. Uh, that's quite interesting. Like, because it sounds actually quite natural. But I, I think it's just a solid backbeat drives drives it. But solid that
1: well programmed backbeat. be honest. That... it's, a backbeat, to it's brilliant.
0: <laughs> that chorus is absolutely fucking sensational. Mm. I cannot get it out of my head. I love
1: it. I just mm. feel like such a dick thinking no, it don't was... worry about it. It's is <laughs> millions. But yeah, I mean, but the new record's got oh, millions of choruses and pieces. But that is, a good, I mean, it's a great one
0: yeah yeah no i've been working out to to it don't worry i'm not some sort of um, meathead or anything um i've just started working out because i'm 40 this year and i i just oh, you know i want to be a fit dad i don't not yeah you know, i just don't want to be like picking up my five or six year old with my back creaking you know
1: yeah. I maybe mean, that's the reason we
0: fit it's true yeah so let's let's talk about the new album then. whilst we're there like yeah. um well yeah. I, I want I, what's the what's the concept behind it had it had it come about
1: well it's basically because we did it just before finished it actually we did the last video this weekend just gone last year just before yeah. the last video is for us so we did three videos in the, up in Bolton, and so that was it wrapped up ready to go But then suddenly like tsh, this shit happened it was like fuck, so we didn't get to tour it nothing never played we've done some we did some recordings of our studio in the, when re- lockdown was lessened a little bit in November, this yeah. raw app, which is good, but that that's it that's all we've done with it so it's like it's kind of like you know you know it's like a unfortunate, but it's gone out there. people love it because it's actually it's of now it's mm. now it's it's it 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 really is strong about what's going on right now It's a good
0: message yeah,
1: it's, it's got some really strong message and it's, it's talking about mental health, a lot of the record is about something of like that. Mm. A well-balanced mental health approach to life and uh yeah and you know and, and i'm a little bit more concerned for it you know cause people used to be fairly blasé about mental health and you know they're not so much anymore and that's a good thing that's something that we're really into ourselves because you know mm. everybody suffers a little bit
0: well oh my god i mean like more more than ever i mean it's it's funny that you say that considering like you know, you would write material with absolutely no idea of what was coming for this 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 whole well, the, the, the entire world. Um, and and now more than ever, don't we just need we need crutches, don't we? We need someone to help us.
1: No, exactly. And I think you know the pieces of record, and when people have listened to it, it's like it's, it's really helped them throughout the situation, which is good. It's really good. Yeah.
0: No, of course, of course, absolutely. I mean, I I always took that kind of flippantly, uh, maybe in the first lockdown and what have you, listening to bands. I'd make a point of a Saturday, like listening to, I don't know, Live and Dangerous by Thin Lizzy and just throwing myself (laughs) around the room or whatever. And which was nice listening to six music on like a Saturday and a Sunday with a few beers because the sun was out, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, Yeah, it wasn't
1: too bad. It was just like, oh, this is very weird. But yeah, Yeah. now now, now it's gone on. It's just become quite a weird sort of like subsect of normal. It's horrible. It's like the idea of getting up and not doing much during the day, uh, doing one thing is an achievement, <laughs> you know. Doing yeah. this, stuff, thats I mean. You know, we do two things a day, it's a bloody miracle? It's like it's yeah. crazy. That like, was with the beginning. It was like, oh yeah, I got to do this, and all the, all the actors and all the musicians, everyone was getting on doing their, doing their bit. Now that's, that's all, died to death. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's not right. interesting. <laughs> I was really wary of that. I was like, I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm not going to do any of yeah. that. Maybe we should, you know. Then I waited all the way through until July, I think. To, before I did anything and just did a quick free one for to raise awareness for venues
0: and that was it and I didn't enjoy yeah. it because there was no audience you know. yeah it's so, it's so weird Like kind of soulless very I've yeah. seen these bubble gigs in New York or wherever and really? extraordinary. it's like no, no way like sorry no, no. Nah. but um, I mean I get it people need a fix don't they
1: they need a fix and people playing I probably need the fucking money <laughs> to be honest
0: <laughs> right Desperation, total desperation. I mean, we're certainly finding out now, aren't we? Like how there is a fucking money tree and how the how important it is to the economy. Like just basically, the entire word entertainment isn't just to be taken as a joke.
1: No, it's not. It's it's a very important part of the economy. so There's people going out and enjoying themselves. You know, we are we live in a service industry country. That's what we do. Mm. You go around putting money in each other's pockets basically and that's how it was circulated so and uh, export a little bit of music to the rest of the world and have actually billions of it and uh, unfortunately we've got government that trying to put an end to that bastards yeah
0: yeah damn those bloody government bastards <laughs> um but no it's um i don't want to veer too far away from your the, the current album because i'm I, i'm i'm quite interested in it like who who is who's behind the decks on that? Who was is, who is producing that for you? Is right. that, that
1: you guys together Yeah, no, we got we did it with Sean Lakeman and we've done a couple of albums previous too and he's really good we've worked with him mm. really. And he's a, he he knows the band better than we know ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Always he got, helpful. He's, he's he's like a real, he's made a real science of bands themselves. I mean he's not in a band. he's been in his brother's bands and he's in a partnership duet with his um wife, Kathy. And he's, he's missed the music you know but yeah. uh, his his psychological studying of bands has been really good he knows how bands work and how they operate and how to get the best out of them okay. which for about is the same you know it's the same members of the band for since the beginning we'll just add a keyboard player and he's been in the band for 20 years now yeah. still gets called the new boys so it's ridiculous well, of course you know, and that, but he understands the the, the chemistry and the, and the politics of how we all work and operate and he gets the best out of us really well, and yes, yeah, so we yeah we worked just solidly pretty on it, you know, but, well not not solidly, but, but for a year, because that sounds like a year to do it, and we did it, and you know, and we're really pleased with it. I think it's a great it's very strong, it. it's very, very punchy. Very um, and the songs are all about four, four minutes long. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, have, nice. Got big choruses and they don't mess about, and they got lots of electric guitars and. Uh, yeah,
0: this really buying big heavy. heavy good stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the th- yeah, I was. I've been working out to it, and mm. um, and it works. It really, it just really works. It's like you guys have not lost that that energy, like that. Mm. I, I, don't know, for want of a better word, the edge, right? It's like mm. the most important thing that a band can ever try and retain is their identity, edge, and that 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 thrust that drives them forward. Yeah, just, you know, so mm.
1: important. No, it's good and, so, and strong melody as well. So it's, yeah, strong melody. And good tempo, driving tempos, getting
0: them right. Yeah.
1: So on that,
0: right, talking about um, melody, where, and I mean, we're talking like going back in time a little bit, but when you were a wee lad, what was, what was
1: music that, that took you I, I, I was, that took was, your breath away? I was obsessed with music from a really early age. My dad, my dad was a musician, he was in a military band, so I was kind of up with it. Um, so, you know, he'd he would practice, practicing he and stuff. And his mates, all his mates were musicians. They were listening to music all the time around the house, but you know, a lot of film music, because that was, just, you know, brass bands. They had a lot of like spaghetti westerns and James Bond themes and war, war movies. Zulu, yeah. Six costume costumes, Zulu. Like, yeah, all yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. You know, all spaghetti westerns are good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, yeah. the soundtrack to Tommy was the only rock and roll I think they ever played. Yeah, you know, that I can remember when I was really little. Um, so there was always a very thematic, big tunes, you know, big music, big yeah. melodies, and that's I was and I was obsessed with melodies. Sweet,
0: yeah. me too. I think that can be uh, like um, underrated, like overlooked rather, because I, yeah. I I think my my first love was um, Jimi Hendrix, and it was um, I think time stood still when I first heard um, Johnny Be Good live at the Isle of yeah. Wight. Primarily because my dad was so into it, and he he really um, he was there at the Isle of Wight, and he was very much look, this is going to be a big part of your life, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then the Beatles came along, you know, and and that for me was the hook. The hook really was the the Beatles, is, and I don't care, you know, everyone says the Beatles was fucking good. No, reason no, no. no, it no. My the first stuff. holiday, my first
1: holiday to Italy with my parents when I was about thirteen. Yeah. Um, and I uh, did like the little uh, markets in Italy the cassettes bootleg cassettes of albums and I bought Beatles and Jimi Hendrix funnily enough there were the two I've got right. do they okay. have didn't have anything yeah. else <laughs> okay <I don't> <laughs> Beatles and Jimi Hendrix might wasn't Bob Marley as well that's about it yeah that that's such a good mix so how old
0: were you like how old were you then when you were being influenced by music on like on a, on a kind of a deeper level
1: yeah, yeah, then, yeah, 12, 13, yeah. I started listening to yeah. my own choice of music, yeah, quite, yeah, vociferously, really, literally, i just always into it, it's just, it, it was the most important thing, you know, there was other stuff, but it was always music.
0: Yeah, so, so did your dad, was he very um, passionate
1: about music as well, obviously, being not really. a, in, in a Not in uh, particularly, no, no, he's not really, no, we really liked to, like playing it and stuff, but he, no, he's not a, not a natural musician, he was like a, Trained musician to just be in the army. It's <laughs> like, okay, play those notes. Right. In order. So he learned to play like that. But um, yeah, not a natural feel for it. But no, we no, just, just did. I think I came from my mum's side of things, really.
0: Yeah. And so, who, was there any encouragement in the family, or were you like kind of like a shy child locked away in the room, like trying to figure this all out on your own?
1: Uh, definitely a bit of both. No, there was def- they definitely encouraged me. They, they were supportive of it, but they didn't really know how to support it. Yeah, but, you know, I got a guitar pretty early in life, you know, and some of the people in my dad's band were able to, to teach me a bit as well about music, the more enthusiastic yeah. ones were like, okay, you know, <laughs> there were, some of them were quite young then, you know, they wouldn't have been sort of like 18, 19, some of them, so they Jeez. were enthusiastic uh, with their music yeah. and their record collection. They'd share that with me, which is often yes and stuff like that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but
0: Show the little kid some yes. Break his brain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go, Wakeman. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like that so much. Yeah, so that's cool. So like, your first, your first guitar—were we acoustic or a crappy electric? What was it? I actually had an electric
1: from my dad's stores at at work—a really nice German sort of like Gibson copy thing. It was probably made. It was probably worth an absolute fortune. I gave it away ridiculously, stupidly years oh, no. ago and I've uh, regretted ever since because it was actually a work of art it was a very clever beautiful <sighs> machine it was gorgeous and I loved it and I didn't really play it I just stood around in the mirror with it a lot yeah until eventually I decided around about 14 to actually learn to play and, and then, who, who were you yeah, playing along to then got a piece guitar and just worked out myself just mm. along to uh, Neil Young basically <sighs> Great. Well, great. Because they're all basically three or four chords, so, so it's all easier. Yeah. To learn. And
0: one of the weirdest, but not like one of the weirdest, but not exactly the most beautiful voices in the world. So you you've got
1: the ability to feel good about your own singing potential. No, exactly, right? exactly that. You know, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and they're actually all really easy to sing because it's just the way he sings that makes it sound extraordinary for in yeah. most people's pitch range.
0: Yeah. he's yeah. one one guy you cannot.
1: Mimic, right? Really? Not really, no, no, not at yeah. No way. <laughs> but the guitar chords, oh, the structure of the songs, yeah, you know, they're all classic. So it's like really, yeah, it's a really
0: good way to learn. Just yeah, like song. Well, one of the first songs I learned on guitar was a, my French teacher taught me how to play "Someday" by Steve Earle, and um I still I still remember that, you know, really <laughs> vividly. Really, and and I'm quite lucky for that. I think maybe because he was so stand out. Like he, yeah. I'd never really had anyone, and he was a super geeky. French teacher. But yeah, some Someday by... Do you know that one by Steve, no, I don't Steve
1: Yeah, know I do, actually. I
0: like Steve Yeah, it's really good. I think you'd like it, man. It's yeah. like very, very sentimental, like, you know, sentimental old, you know, boy living in a small town kind of thing. But it's got a, a smashing chorus. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite cool, those people that pop into our lives and, and have such a massive effect. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I would have picked up the guitar eventually, but... Mm. Um, like, when did it start getting real for you? Was it
1: like in school with a, yeah, like school, mates probably, in bands? Yeah, fifth year of school. And there was like a band that would go into the music room and they had the drum kit in there and a the piano and the guy blasted out an electric guitar. And I went in with a 12-string and just, 12-string acoustic and just joined in. Just, <laughs> you went with a 12-string? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where in. the
0: fuck did you get that from?
1: Uh, I, got, I got it in Brighton. I got it on holiday in Brighton sweet yeah and like
0: because that's that's a bit random for like uh don't know what i'm thinking like you're 14 or 15 or something yeah. like you just whip out a fucking 12 string that's well, like got the gig yeah
1: oh there you go you stood out mark yeah yeah exactly i've got the gig because like shadow of a 12 string couldn't do much on it but like it, it's big and loud and like and it's quite impressive i don't I play justin he's in yeah <laughs> him with the big guitar that we don't
0: quite understand. He's yeah. definitely the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: And that. what about, were you finding your voice then as well? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't written anything. And like, but, um, but you know, I was playing, yeah, yeah you know, singing like free songs and uh, I can't watch Who songs and stuff like that. Quite simple, but bl- blammy, sort of like loud and infectious ones anyone can sing along to so you get people's interest.
0: Mm yeah definitely do you do you ever d- a, like take on any queen ever no no Still, that's like a d- no, different ballpark
1: different ballpark and, and also not the same thing it's just really weird i like i liked Queen, but i got i went off them quite early really in life that as yeah. a show they're amazing you know that's what i liked about them was like the, the, that side of rock and roll was very impressive but I, I used, used to write yeah, you know, I used to have a really interesting uh, games teacher who used to say, I used to be shit at games, hated it, didn't like any sports, so he said, alright, well, what can you do? I said, I'll play, play, play the music, he liked music, he said, okay, well you bring your guitar in then, and you learn a song while we're out there kicking a ball, and when you come <laughs> back here, you play us a song. And that was the oh, deal. Wow, a so dude. Yeah, yeah, so I'd literally have like, like 40 minutes, whatever it, was, whatever it was, 40 minutes an hour to learn to play a song, yeah, the beat was complete or something like that or whatever. And they come back and I'll play it, sing it. So it was a good pressure way for me to learn. And he was really cool. Yeah. And, you, and in front of people as well. That must
0: have been yeah, pretty yeah. scary. Can you remember that fear?
1: Yeah, it never really bothered me. It didn't. It was, it was, it did once, that's it, you, you don't look proud.
0: Yeah, that's quite funny. That's quite funny. I, I used to be terrified. I was a, I was, um, a drummer. For a long time. My first thing was I used to drum in a church band. Um <laughs> even nervous then. <laughs> Rock and roll. And uh, and then yeah, and then I did like my first gig in a terrible like new metal kind of piece of shit band. I would not even it was before new metals. It was just terrible. I couldn't even do any drum fills. I was so so petrified. <laughs> I always I always find it quite interesting to talk to people that have have, have really kinda of like a marriage with, with with performance. Like it's um like you, you just I'm not saying like you find it easy because I don't know if it's easy necessarily to perform sometimes it's technically it can be quite a nightmare but in terms of tackling the nerves Mm. you didn't get any that's that's interesting no no not
1: really I liked it I liked the nerves you know that's the thing I like them and there have been times when I've really not liked the nerves you know I mean there's been some points in life where it's been quite extraordinary pressure to do something but it's been all right you know you survive well like no one's ever died, no one's ever died of stage fright yet, you know what I mean? They, exactly,
0: when I used to, I did some stand-up and that's exactly what I used to tell myself. And I used to go, the other thing is, what the fuck, who cares even if you do fuck up? No
1: one gives a shit, like seriously. Yeah, it's, most people are very supportive anyway, of anybody who's on the stage. They really are. I mean, when I started doing stuff on my own, from the levelers, I started off quite sketchy, shakily. I wasn't that sure, but I love it now. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So, like,
0: um, you you grew up in and around Brighton and Hove. Um, mm. Is that kind of like just presumably where you are now? I don't know, but um, yeah, is that, that so that's where I guess the levelers were. The seed was planted, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yes. And who, who he, was
1: the first guy on uh, the radar? Uh, probably John, the fiddle player. Actually, yeah, he was at United. Like, I saw him. I knew he played the fiddle. And then, yeah. uh, then I met Jeremy and, and Charlie pretty much at the same time. Yeah. It all happened quite quickly, actually. Before we that band, I mean, I've been in bands before, so they, but we wanted to do something a little bit more songy. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So he's more,
1: more sort of. It's kind of like Neil Young, really. He's like, okay, I'm playing an acoustic guitar, you're playing bass and drums. Uh, let's, yeah. get a, let's, let's get a lead instrument, let's not get an electric guitar, let's get a fiddle instead. Because that can play top line, and, and we'll, that'll be the band no one but i mean that is
0: what so this is like late late 80s like what 87 86 87 was it
1: 88 really
0: okay and is that i might be i could probably remembering remembering this completely incorrectly but i think rem had a bit of
1: that going on as well perhaps
2: yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were they were definitely one of the bands we were listening to in our shared hours with all living with students and stuff was rem played a lot yeah yeah, and what was what, really yeah, the, just because it's so just it was, about songs and they weren't there weren't guitar solos all over it. You Yeah, know I mean it was songs. Lyrics yeah. kind of made sense, not always, but like they kind of made sense. And there was like, and they were very <laughs> And yeah, there was no big guitars. It was just the song.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what
1: was dry, what was dry, Like,
0: because you guys have been together for so long. Was it in a was it um? Is what really interested me, and I hope. I hope this doesn't you know irritate you too much me grinding down like to the root of it but was it in a pub you guys were having a chat and you thought fuck it we're going to do it or was it in a mate's house or <coughs> walking, uh, down, yeah. walking down walking down the both. street both.
1: it was both no no what happened was that me and jeremy really here on on um actual content you know songs with content not cause we were in bands but they didn't have any content lyrical content Yeah. It was just there were some words in the songs you know i mean people didn't seem to care that much but when i said to chairman i've written songs with, with lyrics that actually mean something they're about stuff yeah that are a, a more macro they're more about the world we live in the, and our experiences not my broken heart or this that and the other but this is our experience this is the, what, what, what it's like living in brighton now as the people that we were as outsiders as, as we felt so uh, Jeremy really identified with that. And pretty much that night, I went up to his house and Charlie tagged along. I got the guitar and we played, and that was it. The band was formed there and then. Done. Yeah, Done. I got John involved the next week. And then I think I had got a gig the week after that. So we didn't have anything. We did that seven songs. We just went and played them twice. And we did that every week. So we started straight away. Didn't, didn't. We didn't didn't spend a lot of time just going like, uh, you know, we thought the name quickly. We did everything really quickly. Where did, I, I know where the name
0: obviously originates from, but well, in your in your mind, that is such a politically, um I don't know what the word punchy punchy for. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Use that word. Where did that come from? Were you were you aware of that statement?
1: Of yeah, aware, is, maybe I, that's going to divide people. Yeah, I had it in the back of my mind. I didn't think it would divide people. I didn't think it would, I think it would really matter. It's, it's quite a quite strong word. <laughs> Well, yeah. the levellers, that's a good word, you know. For even if we just take literal meaning rather than it's historical meaning, it still means something. It's a statement. And yeah. again, you know, it's like walking in with a twelve string, if you walk in with a statement, people are gonna notice it straight away. And people don't forget the name the levellers very quickly. In fact they don't yeah. ever forget it. Once they hear it, they the other levelers, yeah, fucking yeah. That's that it's a good thing. And when when I said it, I wonder I think we should call the levelers, everyone went, yep. And then they, you know, yeah. then everybody individually studied and found out what the actual relevancy of that word was historically and everything. And Jeremy really got into his history. And consequently, he's a bit of a historian now. But, you know, that's, that's, so that's the, so It feel like you're coming from somewhere. It's a bit more of an identity than what's your name? Coldplay.
0: Yeah. yeah. What does no. that, that, so that, that,
1: that, that mean? Coldplay? Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Well, just call yourself fucksticks. You can call a band anything, call a band potato if you want to. But Level has just had something instantly, and that worked for us. So it really meant that the band could get to places quicker.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You found your audience quicker, perhaps. Is that, yeah, is we that right? We did. Yeah. And what about your first venues? Like, uh, I mean, obviously, pubs and what have you, but can you remember the names of the pubs and who was yeah, like, yeah, the promoters? The
1: first ever gig we played was at Brighton Art College, The Basement, which is quite a well-known gig, really. And we... We knew the students, because we were living in shared accommodation with them, and the students, they said, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put our gig on. And you raise money for us, and you'll get paid, and we did, it was rammed, and yeah. And we did that pretty quickly. Again, the gigs were sold out from the beginning, quite quickly. And then we also, what we did as well, was we decided not to be big in Brighton, because that was a thing back then, you know, some bands would go, yeah, we're on tour. I go, cool, where are you going? They go, no, we're going to Hove when we're going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I used to do uh, that. Two nights in Brighton. It's like, all right, so that's a tour, is it? Of so, when you go away. So we did. We went away straight away as soon as we could. And then, so got, more an, like- and then got an agent very quickly as well.
0: Yeah. God, how old were we when you when 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 this was going on?
1: Uh, Twenty.
0: Yeah, great age, right? Just yeah. perfect age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Nothing too young. That
1: is it. You're light on your feet. You know what I mean damn straight nothing no, no, you could so just we, we did, we were making our own cassettes printing our own t-shirts making our own tour transport doing everything ourselves from the very yeah. beginning by the time record companies came along we were massively going kind of concern already really oh, i love it yeah. i absolutely love yeah. it
0: and like can you remember your first decent gig like the first gig, gig you got a vibe outside of brighton where people were just like uh outside. or not, but, not necessarily people but you, yeah, you, know, but you yeah,
1: particularly yeah. Yeah, I think you know that we go to some places, you know, like the joiners in Southampton would be something you go yeah. to, it would just go there anyway, and then you play, and they're like, fuck how okay, brilliant. And we were, you know, this was before mobile phones and the internet, so people found out about shit. I don't know how they found out about shit, but they just <laughs> did. And we'd show up somewhere, and there'd be people there, and you know, fuck word of mouth, a marvelous, much undervalued thing. And that's how we we show up in London, and suddenly we're playing at the venue in. You cross, and it's like it's one thousand people then We're like, oh, we've never been to London. How's this happened?" But it did, you know. God, man, you
0: you must have been doing something like it. I don't know in terms of like, yeah, to create word of mouth was then um,
1: no press involved. We did a ourselves. A lot of that, yeah, and our own image control. We are very good at our own image control. Yeah. Well, it's based on artwork, Jeremy's artwork. So we use a lot of that, and the strength of the logo were very image oriented. you know things that people could tattoo and were tattooing straight away you know wow. it, was really? quick. it was very quick yeah i love
0: that i love that i love it i just I, I just think that um you do you guys definitely stick out you really really do like in terms of like not just the artwork but in terms of let's think about like where you guys would you know, you were situated in the 90s between like fucking Pulp Oasis and whoever mm. and, and, and Blur and what have you. And then there's yeah. the fucking Levellers. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like this band that's completely different, writing yeah. and really the, great songs.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And, it, you know, sometimes old people said, we're Britpop, we didn't care. And, we, and then there's you oh, your crusties, we didn't care. And <laughs> uh, a lot of time we were despised by, by mainstream media. And again, we didn't care because we, we had our own thing going on. Our own really thing. did. And our, our own, we came from, you know, we came from a subculture. There was a subculture you now: crusties, squatting community, uh, you know, environmental issue communities, you know, political, anti-fascist, all those things. Yeah. We were. We weren't just let's make lots of money. Let's, you know, let's, you know, or, or even particularly into music. If you know what I mean, like people like Paul would <clears> be like they'd have a history of listening to other bands and stuff like that that was similar to them, but we never did that, you know, we just did, the, up, the nearest our ancestry would have been, would probably have been the Clash with the Pogues or something like that. That's,
0: yeah, I was going to say, you maybe know? a bit of
1: Joe Strummer, yeah. Yeah.
0: But like that, that's so cool. I love that. Like, yeah, yeah you kind of weren't on your own, like you weren't, you didn't put stuff on a pedestal, you were doing your own thing and just like, just cracking the hell on with it. It's, it's interesting mm-hmm. though, because you go like, why was you know, you didn't really understand necessarily how a thousand people would come to see you, you know, when you hadn't really got any backing or whatever. But clearly it's just like you tapped into, uh, under an underground layer, right? Of just like people that were ready
1: to go get behind no, the band
2: I mean, and it, they it, found
1: it. Like anything, it's a timing thing. And like we, we played a lot of student university, student unions as well early, because we had an agent quite early and he got us around those places. So we chime yeah. with that culture quite quickly as well. So people, you know, get under their skin <laughs> early. Yeah. I mean, so definitely. when it's ten degrees, Bastian's make my college, man. So I just put a log on the fire. Oh, put a log
0: on the fire for God's sake! Don't let it go out, Mark. Although technically it's kind of warm now. It's like it's compared to the last, life, the last few
1: days. The last few days were freezing. Yesterday i not No, today's great. I like
0: Yeah, keeps you company, but um. Hmm. So, like, when, I mean, touring, 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 you get some, I don't know, you get some interest from a label and you're able to, like, put out Leveling the Land or what have you. Mm. I mean, you put, did you put it out at an EP first or was it straight uh, we, into Leveling We put an
1: EP out ourselves Yeah. Uh, with our then-managers, small record labels, independent record label in the south of England, we did that on HAG. And then we had a French record label, MusiDisc, came and bought us and we did our first album with them, but they were yeah. pretty, it was really, but they were, you know, they, but they, they gave us a good start. And then we got, by well, another independent, we, we were awkward bastards, we always wanted control. You This is still the time when record companies could actually ruin a band by control issue. Hell yeah. So we were... I don't think they so particularly liked us. <laughs> <laughs> because but, yeah, awesome. The nineties was
0: rife for it. It was like the sixties, wasn't it? Because music yeah. went crazy again, right? And the record labels were just there to
1: fuck people up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, i was with bands that got dropped and stuff. It's terrible for them, but you know, we were always quite protective of our own. Yeah. Things, you know. But you know, I would really fall out with our own company. But you know, they were space to spoil it. You know, and you know, at times we could have had a much bigger career. But we didn't want mm. it. We used We don't want that career. You know, you can do a yeah. world tour with you 2 like, We don't want to go a fucking world tour with fucking U2. Not interested in that. This is crazy. This is not... We do that, we'll be dead in six months. Yes, yeah. You
0: know? Exactly. You it's just like abandon what's real to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, 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 you know, as a band, we are pretty real as people as well. We're not ego twats. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and... Yeah, maybe maybe bits of that would have been nice, and bits of that we did do, and bits that we were great. We didn't, wasn't our raison d'être to get yeah for sure famous. Though it kind of was, but so we were sensible about it. Like if we do that too quickly, you know, things get messy. Just get power, drugs and stuff. We fucked up
0: yeah but just to get your own power man that's like that's like yeah a really exactly kind
1: of your power yeah and not everybody makes it to that upper echelon. It can kill you on the way or just all split the band up and that's what the yeah. risk was like we weren't prepared to take that sort of risk
0: mm. um just out of interest like who who are, the, who are the bands you were coming up with anyway that time i know you were very um uh, you know one of a kind but like are there any bands like you would you would have considered your like your your gig mates and stuff
1: um i think there were there was a few bands around that would we were in the same sort of like subcultural group but we were definitely not the same sort of music like yeah back to the planner or, or rather than dance faction and people like that culture shock and people like that but we were friends with but we didn't really at all sound the same but that was that was when we came we, kept, we played free festivals we played squatting gigs yeah we you know we we, we you know we were very much involved with the dance at the time i was but, gonna
0: say like yeah you know, yeah that, that kind of thing fine, it, like,
1: get... for us suddenly we were doing dance mixes it was like okay it's very natural for us to do that and it wouldn't have worked so much for some indie bands or more brick poppy but some did you know it was like but it was it was like the 60s and 90s so it's pretty fucking broad and pretty a lot of it going on yeah definitely
0: so like um when leveling the land comes out man what was the um what was the pathway there like because i know you headlined glasto and yeah, I wish I was. I wish I'd been old, old enough to have been there for that. I mean, yeah. God, what was the part? Could you like lead me on a, a vague pathway between yeah. your well, debut I, album and that? Yeah, well,
1: it was it was the second album, that one. We did one okay, we did a whole album, and then we got in with the new record company and recorded it all. You know, and thing, yeah, you know, big money starts happening, and you know they start really promoting the band more to a bigger audience. You know, against America. More of Europe, Japan, place like that. So you start doing that, and um, also yeah, the festival things built up. But for us, you know, arriving at Glastonbury, I don't know Neverland is out was out, but we didn't know, and it wasn't really massively promoted. But suddenly, everybody knew about the brand, and everyone at Glastonbury was wearing Neverlanders t-shirts. This is before yeah. we lined it, and it was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. We only you know it's like as our festival. People go, well, how did you do this? And we go, well, we didn't know. <laughs> then, you know, it literally it was of the Zeitgeist, it was of the moment, it happened. It happened, we were swept along with it as much as anybody else was. it was really good. God, yeah.
0: I mean that are we talking ninety three or ninety right. four in the I've
1: been quite frightened by it. I was suddenly like Oh what by by the, the amount sud- of people that loved the uh, winter. The you? sudden sudden growth of exponential growth of it was like fucking hell, hang on a minute. Yeah. This is this is
0: now a juggernaut, but, you know. It could go out of our control if we're not careful. Yeah, because I mean, I think specifically because in a way you could use a Glastonbury analogy quite well. Because people were used to, you know, gatecrash Glasto. I think I was there. The, the, my first year was the year they put the massive wall up. But you know, prior to that, people were just crashing in, right? And festival, they were just losing control of it. You know. You guys mm. losing control of your your own popularity. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in a
1: good way. Yeah, no, absolutely, no, 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 it's great. It's just like, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a rush, you know. What I mean, something life changing quite quickly. Yeah, how did you, you do know? it? they I mean, so, anyway? well, say, keeping the rain on it all was like very important mm. to us. So, actually, you know what? Well, this could go quite badly we, quite quickly.
0: Yeah did did booze come onto the scene at all? Did no, you get yeah, all, did that it, kind it, of
1: Everything came onto the scene very quickly. No, it does, you know, booze, people, yeah. light, party, the whole thing, you know, cause it's fucking exciting. It was brilliant. Yeah, damn it, straight. It's like, whoa, hang on. You know. I wonder what I would have been like. I've always
0: wondered, like, I think I would have been absolutely done within a year. I would have just broken completely in
1: half. I know it. I think you have to have, yeah, you have to be born for it, I think. And also, yeah, keep an eye on the ball of actually the music. I <laughs> think that's really important. Yeah. Actually, it's more yeah. of a, You know, it's easy to lose track. It's really easy to lose track. We, we individually lost track
0: over, over the years and come back again and stuff. But. Yeah. So I was I was speaking to someone um, not so long ago and they they basically come on... They got, Every time they're on stage, they can barely... They'll come off stage and literally just... They don't have any recollection of the gig. I don't know whether that's because of routine. They just forget it. But just to touch on that Glastow gig, when you headlined in 94, to like, what, 300 fucking thousand old people. Mm. What was your... Can you remember can you remember much of that gig at all
1: uh well, it's very dark <laughs> it's <got really> <laughs> I mean, that,
0: that is fresh out of wayne's world too mate yeah yeah
1: it's black <laughs> he's playing a black screen so you can't see much so yeah. it's quite uh, quite existentially odd you know and we weren't used to playing that sort of size crowd so we didn't have the the the, the power down and all that you know the stadium power but we did really yeah. well we played really well we didn't fuck up we were, yeah. I'm nervous, but we, we we pulled it off. You know, we had a good time. We we, we did it. We played at the Pyramid Stage three times. Yeah. Pretty amazing three, maybe four. I think. I'm not sure, but yeah. But each time it is a real rush. You
0: know. Yeah, I bet. And like, how, how do you feel like that festival's changed over the years, good and bad? Uh,
1: well, we've got Glastonbury. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's a victim of his own success, but it's a bit of great. It's fine. It's, it is the mother of all festivals, so yeah. <laughs> can yeah. you know what I mean? Respect yeah. what it is, you know, it's an integral part of, the, of this country's, you know, cultural history, I think. So, yeah. and, you know, we've, we run our own festivals as, almost as a direct result of being at Glastonbury as kids, you know. And I've cycled to Glastonbury from Brighton to go when I was a kid wow great that's amazing yeah i'm back that was harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: like like pilgrimage to Strummerville before before we, before yeah, we was even yeah. Strummerville.
1: with a fiver in my pocket
0: <laughs> god you cycled from brighton to glastonbury yeah To like pilton farm what to do just to just uh, like a pilgrimage kind of thing
1: let's go to the festival
0: Oh, okay, fuck me. I thought when you said when you were a kid, I, th- I had like a 14, 15-year-old boy in my head. Or no, no, no. it's a 17-year-old uh,
1: kid okay. with his mate, me and my mate, recycled there, yeah, just to go to Glastonbury. Well, I <laughs> had a fiver, I had a fiver, he had about to say, that was it. Just cycled yeah. there for three days, or four days. <laughs> you know, got there on the Wednesday, left on the Monday morning. That is cool. Oh,
0: my God. Like So totally, it is, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to say it's a different time because I don't want to sound like that. But it can't, you can't get away from it. It kind of just is. like, I don't know whether you do it, whether people would do that these days. Well, they could. Obviously, they would. I don't know. But it just I seems that's it's
1: very did. romantic. They need a ticket. The only reason I cycle there is I don't have any fucking money. <laughs> well, there under you go. Fiverr, you know, i five a fiver. I bought some acid and sold that on the site for fucking <laughs> It's like... Profit, I don't think I ate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, when, when does the food come in? Did you I just eat the don't think there wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that is so funny. I mean, you could cycle to Glastonbury nowadays, but like you said, you'd need about 400 quid to get in. But anyway, yeah. um, god, um, so yeah, you got you guys got Blue's Beautiful Days Festival, right? Yeah yeah
1: we probably got, got that started start the, the, the idea i mean i always wanted to do it anyway because i've always loved festivals always loved them
0: i've seen your blood mark i mean yeah. jesus christ i think of festivals i think of the levelers
1: so there you mm-hmm. go no exactly it's in our blood and that, that was it so it was, like it was we had to do one and come the end of the 90s it's like what do we do now come on so like, i know yeah let's do our own festival because we know enough people we've been to enough festivals we know how they should be run and you know we could do it because we've been to some that we were pretty fucking corporate, pretty smelly and horrible, money-wise. Yeah. It was like, this is pretty disgusting, the way they treat people. And, mm. you know, some that were really cool and great. And it's like, well, well, and there weren't that many. That's the thing, there weren't that many festivals, actually. Yeah. But in 2000, so when we started it, really, it was, it was a good time to do it. And initially, we got a lot of uh, trouble with the police. They didn't want the smelly, horrible levelers with all their... Crusty mates descending <laughs> to, to their posh parts of the country and burning it to the ground. They didn't want that. But eventually, we managed to convince them that wasn't really the case. In fact, we were... Yeah. And now, the festival in Devon was unfortunately, not, not this year, gone. We still don't know about this year ahead. So, But, you know, 18 years is a long time to be doing a festival, which is amazing to me. I can't even believe it's been that fucking long. Yeah. And it's their festival now. It's you know it's the it's the Devon festival. They they yeah. It's in Devon life, you know. The Beautiful Days Festival of this year. Beautiful days, blah blah blah. It's there, you know. It's there. It's theirs, which is great,
0: and that's yeah. what I wanted to be. Yeah, that's that's really great, man. Like I just the whole all those. It's funny that you touch on that because Guildfest was my first gig. Uh, sorry, festival when I was um, seventeen. Mm. Spent the whole festival trying to shag this thirty-five-year-old mm. Irish girl, and she was. Absolutely, I got I got to snog her though. It was great. Okay, I think okay. I was sixteen, actually. Yeah, it was. Oh my god. Um, and um, but there were medium-sized festivals, um, and they weren't everywhere. So I was pretty lucky to have that. And kind of, they all fed off each each other. They all went in like a cycle, so they weren't competing oh, yeah, much yeah, with yeah. one another. We played
1: so I can't remember how many times.
0: Hundreds or something. A thousand? I've seen Simon play there about Simon, Simon 70, played, seventy-five he played times.
1: with Tony, wasn't he? So he yeah. Was- yeah, but we played, yeah, knows, hundreds of times. It was a real standard just, thing.
0: It's so sad that Tony just ran the festival into the ground, basically, because that fucking town we needed that festival so much, and when we lost it, it was like fault
1: actually, I think I don't think it really was his
0: fault. I've heard so many different rumours about oh, and why, why that festival. Fucker. He's a flexer. Yeah,
1: I mean, I like him, but he's a fucking crazy dude thank you well I, I think the council screwed him over when they took it off him for one year and then they really wanted him to give, give it back to him but i think he'd find his brain by anyway. then big time bless his
0: heart mm. um i'm wary of the time um and i really want to know mm. about um beautiful day um the song and how that came mm. about because whenever i get down mm. um I want to put it into context here. I don't suffer from major depression or anything because um, I know there are people that that do. But that song is a cut through song. It blows it blows my blues yeah. away. It gets me going in yeah. a way that kind of no, maybe like three or four other songs can yeah, do. Yeah. But it's definitely up there. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it was, I mean, that was that one came out. Hard work, really. I was going into our studio in Brighton the Metway. And I lived down the road from it at the time, and I was going in there every day just writing and writing and writing and writing. And I'd write three songs in a day, and I didn't really know that's your baby. Oh, you can hear her. Can you hear her? Oh, wow. So I I, I
0: always wonder whether people can pick her up crying. It's just when I put her in the top drawer and closed it, you know, you just think that'll be enough, but I clearly need to put her in the garden.
1: Where are your wife?
0: Um, sorry, carry on. You were saying about
1: being yeah, down so Yeah, the I was doing thing. that, and uh, one day just one of the guys walking past goes, what's that song you were playing yesterday? I was going, which fucking one? So I, I was just writing so many at the time. I was like, I don't know. And he goes, what a beautiful day. I went, yeah, that one, I hate that one. And he went, mad <laughs> He goes, I said, yeah, it's so obvious. He goes, that's why it's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> I, I played it. It's so simple. I said, you really like that one? And he goes, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so obviously, you know, that never would have occurred to me. I just did not like it at all. That's so funny.
0: Uh, do you know what? I get it because it is. It kind of doesn't. It doesn't necessarily fit in with, say, like um, the best of or uh, the best mm-hmm. of the levers, uh, like linear. Not linearly. Um,
1: like tone. Not tonally. Yeah, yeah. No, it's whatever. not. It's not an unusual musical idiom. It isn't. It's, it's, it's the idiom. There you go, mate. Yeah. It's, 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 it's got. It's got more of a odd pop sensibility. I don't know what kind of pop. But it's got a pop sensibility to it. It's like if I, I think it's just
0: folk pop, isn't it? Really, yeah. but without 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 the the pop, you know, the, the sickly pop element yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. to it. But, not, not, but, just, but how I got away, with, you know, how I got to make it digestible for me was was the, the verse lyrics. Was like make yeah. it as subversive as possible. And yeah, really, there you go. You know, dark, dark, and subversive, and basically revolutionary. And like I'm going, and then then playing it on the radio all the time, and it was like brilliant. I was like, I love this, and people were going. People, the actual DJs that had an ear would go, Do you do realize how subversive this actual song is? And people have actually said it over the years that they would really appreciate for that fact. Oh
0: God. I just, the, new, was it the news broke after midnight uh, that they pulled the temple da- temples down without sound. <laughs> um, what's all that? What is that about?
1: Just a revolution, just like literally, yeah. just, you know, breaking, smashing the state, <laughs> all that I love stuff. It. You know, and okay. actually yeah, but the whole thing everything the whole the, the concept of the song is everything's a fantasy it's a fantasy it's a dream okay from the very beginning the first verse is a dream the second verse is a dream the third verse is a dream it's like this is wish fulfillment <laughs> i really is it, is it,
0: is it am i is, it, is that up to the listener to to do that or is that you is it is it's it, it up in to the lyrics because yeah okay but, Oh, that's okay yeah but
1: like but that's what you know for me that's what it's about
0: Oh really? Okay. And you've obviously you've spoken about that plenty of times and I'm new to hearing that. But that's quite exciting for me to hear that for the first mm. time. No,
1: right? I... Much. Most people are like <laughs> I love that song. Uh, yeah. Day, 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 what a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. I so said there's a few more words
0: <laughs> than that. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> <sighs> mark Tamaris t- uh, ordered up a bottle of wine. Oh god, I love I fucking love that song so much, it's ridiculous. But all, all I think about, and I'm just tying it back into so maybe bringing my, my, my Guildford Civic Hall days back into it, but because I, I used to go see some random bands like Hawkwind. I saw Hawkwind there Great. with my dad. Great. Fucking mental. But, you, but there was something, and I really do think it's worth maybe trying to get from your perspective a little bit of what it was like to be in um, – maybe for you to be in the crowd but also to be gigging there was electricity there was a sense of danger in a loving way obviously yeah, yeah, but for yeah. me there was but um the smoke there was beer there was there,
1: there was grit yeah, you do yeah, really yeah. No, no, these you, days so much no, when I used to go when I used to go and gig, because sometimes you'd be scared for your fucking life you know I'm not joking like I got a Bauhaus gig in the 80s in Brighton, and it's like it smashed the fucking hole of the dome up you know there was yeah, so there was, when there was skinheads to kill you, you know, it was like, it was like that, you know, and do some gigs you go to, and yeah, you might get your, you know, kicked in, so that was, that was life then, though. Yeah. I enjoyed it, because everyone was uh, in, 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 in different youth cultural groups, really yeah. were, you know, and, it's like, and that was great, it was like, that's how you identified, so you were, we, the people I hung out with were like punk hippie, what we were. So you run for your life then? Yeah, oh God, yeah, often yeah yeah
0: can you still remember that feeling because i have a pretty yeah. traumatic experience <laughs> yeah. being chased at school by a bunch of kids who definitely wanted to kill me and yeah. i mean that they wanted no, to kill yeah, me no
1: no no i remember chased by skinheads in brian i remember skinheads used to come down to brian regularly and like uh, May Day bank holiday they come down and fucking take over the town tell eventually the, to the, uh, the police used to just march and take the boots off and march them back up to the station but before the police got hold of them, they'd be running around town just looking for people like me to kill. <laughs> Fuck. That and the West Street firm, you know. Yeah. God. Yeah, no, I... it's, it's really, thinking about it, but yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, beautiful it was, days. Was, but, uh, no pun intended. Kind of like Get On Now. Everyone's <laughs> kind of like Dennis, you know. It's sort all of a bit similar. Everyone's a bit samey, I think.
0: Oh god, yeah, it's totally magnolia. That's what I'm getting at, really, mate. Is it's like basically, you know, I can remember. I'm lucky enough to remember the days of, of feeling that edge at a gig, mm. and um, and and certainly, I, th- I I think yeah, there's a lot of white. There's just whitewashed. Everything's purified mm. now, and mm. that's very dead. Dangerous. It's already happened. It's too late now. I don't know if it's ever going to come back. I mean, there are certain element. There are certain bands out there trying to still keep it like that. Like, Ooh, No, there certainly. are. There
1: definitely are. No, there are. And there are places where it can happen like that. But you know, smoking. I used to really hated that in the band smoking thing. But you know, fuck it. It's good. It's better. <laughs> to be honest, things yeah, like that yeah. you don't miss. uh The fighting. You know, actually getting your head kicked in. You don't really miss that. But you know, people getting sweaty together and really losing their shit. Now that'll never go well well, it's gone away for now but you know and it's going to be a while yeah. until it comes back but that is important
0: yeah definitely I, I think i presume that your gig the first gig that you guys come come back and play you're gonna okay. like know. Yeah, yeah it'll happen it'll happen okay, and coming. then yeah the, the energy you're gonna have stored up i yeah. man it could could be quite a gig well
1: yeah it could be very emotional i'm sure yeah
0: I, just, I, I wonder what it's going to be like. I think it will be like, I don't know. I, people, I don't want to use the, you know, compare, well, the end of VE Day with fucking the, the first gig that the levelers get to play or the first gig that, I don't know, fucking take that, get to play or whatever. But I can imagine it's going to be very individually incredible for each and every artist. I in really band.
1: hope you're all right, William. I really do.
0: No, it's going to come back. Yeah, it's yeah. got to. It's going to come back it's gonna it's gonna it's it <laughs> it, but at least you've got shit loads of fucking experience to like you know hang out yeah. and and, no
1: it's, and true. Stuff. it's true plenty of that plenty of that memory hump memory hump, <laughs> <laughs> memory hump.
0: <laughs> uh, listen man look before I go what are you reading at the moment well, this isn't a question I ever ever ask anyone this isn't like a well, and reading. now we're gonna
1: have the book question oh, but Just is what are you yeah. what are you reading uh, probably unexpected for me <laughs> see it but you know it's sir patrick o'brien oh okay you yeah, yeah. well, and... know the guy It's just those details it's just amazing to it's like he's like yeah. he there how did he write that without actually having a time machine the guy's a freak yeah i'm
0: actually yeah i'm reading a lot about space and uh the um I don't know, like the fucking solar system at the moment, it just, just blows blows my tits. I've only just started getting into it as well. So I'm trying to expand my mind a bit, you know, not as much as the universe, but,
1: you know. Yeah, no, no, well, it's all, any facts about, you know, the smallest facts about the solar system is like, oh my God, it's really that much bigger than you thought it was. Yeah. It's so vast. Exactly. Yeah, and that's just the solar system.
0: It's amazing i love it i love disappearing into that world um okay mate. well look, thank you so much for your time Pleasure. um i was actually get. I was, I was quite nervous before this interview haven't been nervous for a very long time um uh which talking to someone who doesn't suffer from nerves must, you know it's quite funny but um but yeah it's been really fucking right. great <laughs> <Depends on nerves. laughs> yeah. yeah um but it's been great hanging out great chatting and you know i'm going to I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna. It's gonna happen. You're gonna gig again, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, 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 I, no. I'm, I'm gonna seek you guys out, and I cannot wait to be to be there again. It's gonna be. Well,
1: I look forward to seeing you in person, man. That'd be really
0: good. <laughs> nice one, Mark. I'll stay in touch, okay? Nice one,
1: Brilliant. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Take care.
0: Cheers, buddy.